0: One thing queer. One thing queer. One thing queer. Let's get one thing queer. Let's get one thing queer. Hello and welcome to One Thing Queer. My name is Jenny Baton and my pronouns are they/them. And I'm Kelsey wren and my pronouns are she/her. Hello, friend. Hello. We have a very, very, very. Special episode today. We do. We have a special guest. We do. They are the founder and educator of Lebec Makeup Atelier, and they are the mother of one of our former guests, Ladora <laughs> <laughs> Carrasca. Please welcome Lebec Yay! <laughs>
1: Hi, welcome. <laughs> welcome. I mean, now here I am. <laughs> I don't know, this is very uncomfortable. <laughs>
2: Welcome to back!
3: Oh,
1: thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Of course. Oh. Uh, all right. So, I, yeah. what do I gotta say that I am? Okay.
0: Wa- <laughs> oh yes. So we want to make Ladora proud, and oh. we want you to uh, tell us your pronouns.
1: Okay. So she, they.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you were actually mentioning on the ride here. You were like, I just feel like a, 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 a entity. You said right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. literally like how yeah. I feel, and. That's the whole purpose. We just feel like souls.
1: Right? Well, you know, I don't know. That's really what we are.
0: Yeah, yeah we know? are.
1: It's a lot of people like, I don't know, being older. And I say older because of the fact that how do we look at light and how do we view it? You know, everybody's yeah. in search of the book of life. You know, what's the description of it? How to, you know, and what am I supposed to do? Really just live it. Mm-hmm. I think when you get comfortable with yourself, all really falls into place. But it, it's not easy to find that path because there's so much stigma of everybody putting you in a box and saying this is how you're supposed to be or this is where you look and mm-hmm. this is what you should do and this is what's expected and mm-hmm. it's frightening it is it's, it's yeah. frightening you know i had said to jenny that i see myself as human first mm-hmm. that's really what i am i'm a living breathing mammal here on earth yeah. And the universe is spectacular if you open your eyes to it
0: absolutely you know yeah. so we're just leasing this body, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's what I always say. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: I'm like, this is just the body I lease. And you
1: say, excuse me, could I exchange it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Sometimes I feel that way. This isn't what I expected. <laughs> so um, I'm so happy that you're here because uh, I met you 11 years ago. Oh, wow. You were my makeup educator. You ha- certified me in being a makeup artist. And to this day, that is what I am. All thanks to you. So I really just wanted to uh, give you an opportunity to tell your story because um, I feel like you have a pretty unique story. I feel like everybody's story is unique, but it's a very special story. So um, I just kind of wanted to see where it all began and where you came to the realization of who you were. Mm -hmm. So if you want to tell us a little bit about that
1: kind of trying back with what i said it's it's not easy you know like i love the fact that you both have come together and you do this podcast and you give the platform for people to come and voice their opinions or their thoughts or feelings really and you support them wholeheartedly it's an unconditional love that sometimes you don't always find in life you know some people feel left out i was telling Jenny that I felt like a raisin in a sugar bowl. <laughs> I've always felt that way, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the odd peg, the one that I just view things like the voyeur, the, you know, the one that's looking through the window thinking like, how do they do that? You know, mm-hmm. what, what makes them so special or different than what I am, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I don't know, you know, the coming out story. I, I consider myself to be gay Mm-hmm. a lesbian, mm-hmm. but I'm with a partner that's male, mm-hmm. you know, which immaculate conception happened. And I <laughs> have that beautiful daughter of mine, the mm-hmm. one that is just all glorious, Yes, that really is an entity on her own that I was uh, blessed to be able to bring into this world. And I told Jenny, I said, when that happened, I really thought that the karma gods were screwing with me you know (laughs) i really thought that they were like okay lebec you said that you wanted a challenge (laughs) here you go go. (laughs) we've just planted a human seed in you you know and it just really was not frightening but i just didn't think that it'd go to complete flourishing which your life is not over but you know just i'm not motherly or the type of woman that you would say is uh, adapts to children very well. Mm-hmm. I like looking at them and I like, you know, seeing them, but they make me nervous and I'm not comfortable. Same, right? Same. <laughs> Ditto. You know. So, with that being said, my sister had kids right away in life, and I was a young aunt, and you know, I I love them dearly, and now they're in their fifties, and you know. Uh, uh, grandmothers and all this stuff. But for me, it was like, yeah, I, 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 that's just not my path. I mm-hmm. want a career. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, especially being Latin descent, which I don't really even know what that means. When I say I'm human, I'm human. I never looked at color, skin color. I never looked at how someone lived in judgment. You know, I'm very accepting. It doesn't matter to me because it's not my world. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you do you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it was one of those things of, just feeling like the outcast you know how do I see things but you know like you talked Jenny about spiritual awakening I think it's always been in me Mm -hmm. and I say that because I remember being a child and laying in my bed and and looking at the doorway and seeing um glowing white figures and I really felt like they were angels Mm -hmm. I really felt like they were looking at me and my thought and mindset was like I'm okay Mm-hmm. you know and I loved being a child I wasn't interested in growing up it wasn't my thing you know yeah. who cares yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. and and but you know that path and that journey I remember maybe in junior high school I used to play with our you know hang out with the girl next door <laughs> mm-hmm. pretend kissing right <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I remember pushing her against the wall and, you know <laughs> her, with her lips tight mm-hmm. right and i mean it just was normal yeah it just really didn't feel like i was doing anything wrong yeah right and that's kind of about as far as it ever went Yeah, right and we moved and life went on yeah and i never really thought about it past that i didn't high school was an adventure in the way that i just went and wanted to go home Mm -hmm. i really academically i was an average student i didn't really have the idea of like I'm pursuing a career this is what I want to do when I graduate or this is what I see myself doing in life to me it was just every day waking up and you know living life at whatever age in whatever time so with that being said you know I just never had a path I didn't participate in life. I was never in sports I was never in you know uh any kinds of events i mean i did go with one of the teachers after school and i'll never forget that she was meticulous i'd go with another classmate and we'd clean her house <laughs> she'd give us a toothbrush and we'd <laughs> sit there and scrub the melody i mean the weird shit that's probably excuse me that's probably why i'm so meticulous too now because my mother was the same way you know the guest room the guest towels. you don't touch them you leave them like why are they hanging there right (laughs) Uh, you know and and the living room you never sit on the couch you know you go into the dining room so you know you you kind of just look at life like these people are strange yeah (laughs) you know they're odd so i didn't go to dances i just didn't do any of that stuff Mm -hmm. but i was drawn to oddities right i would wear the fuck Friggin', excuse me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you can cuss. I would wear the wildest pants. You know, like Levi's used to make these plaid pants. And I was like, like I love these <laughs> with the white socks and the I don't know whatever the vinyl shoes. Uh-huh. You know, I've always been a weirdo. Yeah. You know, and so for me it was just like, and my mom cut my hair for years. Mm. I had the little you know bangs oh. and the, or the pixie. Yes. Right. Cute. And um, I just never thought much about being anything except for who I was. And my mother called me Becky my whole life. So that's how I knew myself, Becky. Mm-hmm. Becky, 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 right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: When I graduated from high school, somehow I started to blossom into this person that was like, excuse me, Mom, why do you keep calling me Becky if my name's Lebec? Mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, Miha or Becky or Beck. I said, okay, so from now on, I'm going to call you Consuelo. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was just like, oh, mortified, right? Yeah. The Latin, <gasps> you know? And I was like, well, you know, Connie. Mm-hmm. And she just wasn't having it. And then I told her, no, really, I want to be called Lebec. Yeah. So that was it. That was one of my breaking points of like, okay, I need to speak for myself, become who I am. And all along, never really focusing on sexual desire Mm -hmm. or interest, people fascinated me. They still do to this Mm -hmm. day, you know, till the day I die, I'm fascinated by people. Mm -hmm. Like I told Jenny, but I don't like them really. I don't wanna (laughs) be around crowds, (laughs) you know. LaDora's like, come on, mom. I'm like, no. (laughs) I mean, she'll listen to my no all the way up to. She goes, okay, so, you know, I thought maybe (laughs) we would go. I said, you are trying to get me (laughs) to (laughs) go, aren't you, you know? And then I go, and she goes, you see, you're having so much fun. I yeah, her, yeah I know, Lodore, I know. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not interested, right? <laughs> yeah. But I finally just realized that I had to live my life. And, you know, before I graduated, you know, I, I still didn't know what I was going to do. I knew I loved art. I've always been creative. I'm a visual learner. I'm not textbook. Mm-hmm. So I knew that it had to be something creative that I would go for. And, um somewhere in between there and I was thinking about this you know coming going to come here when I say I'm different I'm different in a sense that I've always just I remember my sister saying it very clear to me that you know you walk to your own beat
3: Mm
1: -hmm. you You always have Mm -hmm. and whether you think it's right or wrong that's really the truth I've always had an inner self that says no I told Jenny this is not your stop Mm -hmm. keep going Mm -hmm. right um But somewhere in between, I think it was 18 and 19, I got pregnant, and I knew at that moment this is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And my mother, being in the medical field her whole life, was mortified. All she could think about was herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are the doctors going to say? Oh my God! You know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I never knew my birth father. Uh, the father that raised me was my father, and. Uh, he's passed away. But, you know, he just came to me and we never, he, to me, loved my brother so much more than me. And it wasn't so much he loved him more. It was the idea that they really seemed like soulmates.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, the age difference, my brother was five and a half years younger than me. He also has passed away now. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, my father came up to me and he said to me, what do you want to do? And I said to him, well, I don't want to have it. Mm-hmm. He said, okay. And that was it. I had an abortion and it was done. Mm-hmm. And I forget about it. And, you know, there's so much. Like, I'll, I'll drive down Foothill in Upland and you see, I guess, I don't know what they are, but the protesters. Sometimes oh, yeah, you yeah. see them all mm-hmm. over the place mm-hmm. for abortions and things. And, you know, it, it's about you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What your decision, it's your life. It's Absolutely. your decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I knew at that point in time, Mm-mm. there's just no way
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I was already in art school or going to art school and I got a degree art and I loved it but I always have been so in adma- and of other people and their abilities mm-hmm. I never thought I was good mm-hmm. I just would look at their stuff and think wow that's beautiful and so I really questioned, I, could I do this as a career, an artist, you mm-hmm. know, a real artist? And and I really thought to myself, I don't think I can. I'm, I'm visual. Mm-hmm. I pick everything up. I look at things. I don't look at it to scrutinize it. I look at it because I'm in awe over it. Yeah. I love oddity. Mm-hmm. I love peculiarness. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the ideal beauty? <laughs> I don't know. How do you see it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. For me, it's what's in here. Mm-hmm. It's your soul. Mm-hmm. I may not think much of you, like I said, you know, <laughs> whatever, but you start speaking and I'm drawn to you and I start to listen to you and I think that's so beautiful to hear this person be what the cliche authentic, mm-hmm. that they're actually speaking their words of what truth, you know, it, it, again, there's a lot of these uh terminologies and in, in words you can use as definitions or to define yourself, but th- sometimes they're uh, magnificent in their explanation. They say it just within, as you say it, mm-hmm. right? So I looked at all that. My father said to me, you know, why don't you cut hair? Why don't you go to cosmetology school? I had... P- well, my mother cut my hair my whole life, you know, so I was just like, I don't know, so I got the big old shears out and I'd start cutting people's hair and realize, okay, I think I like this. Mm-hmm. So I went to cosmetology school. When I went to school, I was excited because I realized what I had learned from that was I started to speak up. I was very bashful and shy when I was young. I was raised very humble, so it meant that you were raised, children were meant to be seen, not heard. Mm. And, um, you know, we all have a story to tell, like I told Jenny, and, and it's magnificent through your podcast that you hear these stories and these generational stories. And um, we could spend, you know, hours talking about all that, but just to bypass most of all of that, when I was in cosmetology school, I found myself. I thought, oh, if I understand and I listen to the client, then you know, I'm contributing to something that is worthy. So I loved it. Mm -hmm. But during this time, I um, was attending night school, and I wanted to go full-time. I wanted to graduate. So I switched schools, and I went to another school and um, left behind what was a best friend of mine. Well, this best friend had a best friend, her best friend, this guy. And, you know, we palsies around, but when I tell you that I was raised very childlike in my mentality— that when I graduated from high school, I was raised, again, very humble, which meant that if you go out and get something to eat and you go home, you bring something for everyone. Mm-hmm. You don't just go get yourself. Mm-hmm. So this best friend of mine, this girl uh, that I met in cosmetology school, would would go to In-N-Out. And I would go, you don't have to take Eat and drink everything so fast. I can't go in the house with this. And she was just so, like, she was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, she was independent. So she, Look back, you know, that's just weird. You know, just, you know, take your drink. And I said, no, I can't. Okay. So we had bonded in this friendship. All along, I never thought of her being anything more than this friend. Mm-hmm. So we had this relationship of friendship And I switched schools and, you know, we remained these friends. We went to a party one day and I guess I was slipped a mickey because I really got sick. Mm. We went home and she took care of me all night. I was throwing up, you know, all this stuff. So in the morning, she confesses her love to me. Wow. (laughs) Juicy. (laughs) And I was, okay, I'm a hugger. Mm -hmm. I'm a lover. I love you. When this woman starts telling me I'm in love with you, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I love you, too. Okay. It just never dawned on me that it meant anything else, Mm -hmm. right? And she says, no, Lebec, I love you. I was like, oh. Still didn't get it, right? (laughs) Dense. (laughs) And finally, she just insisted to grab my hand. She goes, no, I'm in love with you. God's going to strike me dead. (laughs) really how I saw things I just was like oh I don't know okay so I just basically told her I had to take like a leave of absence from you because (laughs) I can't deal with this for me I don't understand Mm -hmm. I don't get it so I don't know how to react to this Mm -hmm. so I didn't talk to her for about a month because I told her you know I I don't want to hurt your feelings you know I don't understand your feeling towards me it's just Again, like I said, sexuality—I was never wasn't that I didn't have sex. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not misleading (laughs) at (laughs) all. It wasn't I wasn't doing it right. (laughs) It's just the idea that I just you know didn't, as far a relationship or somebody being that uh, upfront with you, just didn't register yet in my mind.
0: Yeah.
1: So, well, going back to cosmetology school, then I realized that uh, there were a lot of gay people there Mm -hmm. again. We are talking naive. They kept calling me homosexual. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> so I called my sister on the phone and I said, you know, they're calling me names here. I really don't know what's going on. I was at the payphone in the school. And my sister's like, well, what are you talking about? What do you mean? I said, I don't know. Keep calling me a lesbian, a dyke, a homosexual. She's like, I'll be right down. <laughs> my sister showed up. You know, my sister's five, two. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's just beautiful. sheer like Mexican, right? Anyway, she tells them, "Oh, you better stop telling my sister that, you know. She doesn't understand what you're saying and they didn't believe it."
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Which has been the path in my life a lot where people just are like, "You're lying," right? Look back. I'm like, "No, I just really seriously, what are you talking about?" Yeah. right? It's not that I don't get it. I just want you to tell me.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Love that. <laughs> What's your interpretation? Yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't want to assume anything. I don't assume anything, you know. Do I have crushes? Yeah. Do I fantasize? Of course I do. But at the end of the day, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I need you to tell me, Mm -hmm. you know, because that solidifies the understanding of, okay, we're on the same path here, or or we have a greater understanding. Okay, I apologize, you know. Mm -hmm this can't be whatever the story is so after that then i realized okay so that's what gay and homosexual is oh hmm. so i called my friend i told her okay i'll give you i'll give you a try (laughs) you're like so you're gay (laughs) so that's what this means (laughs) okay so i told her i said okay i'll give you a try and then the rest is history um We became lovers and we lived together and I was with her for 10 years I graduated. My parents, long story short, uh, put me in my own business hair salon at 20 years old. I had it for 10 years along with the girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And um, we had our own house. I mean, we had the perfect life. And uh, I don't know, something happened to where I just felt like she doesn't want to grow. That's very important to me. Mm -hmm. It's very important that whoever I'm with or surround myself with, that they're peop- they're seekers, they're people that wanna know more about life however they see it. Mm-hmm. I, I just, one of the words or ways is, is some people just get comfortable. They just, you know, it's okay just to do the same. It, to me, it's like I might as well be a rat in a cage going around that little spinning wheel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And that's just me.
0: I'm the same, yeah.
1: You know, my story is no different, like I said, but that's really, there's some of us that just kind of just slide right into first race and we don't even realize what's going on, right? It's not an uncomfortable sense of saying, I knew that I was a female and I'm a male or a male and a female. You know, whatever the story is, we all have a different path and a different enlightenment where we start to realize, I better start speaking up for myself and becoming who I'm meant to be in life. What that is, I don't know yet. All I know is that I see something out there in the future. There's a path. There's a, there's a horizon. Mm-hmm. I know there is. Just like when days are going to be here and the nights inevitably going to come. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's the cycle of life, right? Whether we choose to break out of our comfort zones and, and want to see for ourselves personally, I think it takes a lot of courage to do that. Mm-hmm. But... I've never cared what people think. Mm -hmm. I've been told a lot. Oh, you're so pretty if you just lose weight. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Hispanic upbringing, you know, my uncles or even my grandfather uh, tried to molest me when I was 10 years old. Uh, Uncles, you know, trying to push up against your breasts or grabbing your booty, you know, things that would shatter some people to me i just overlooked like you know you're weird you need to stay away from me Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and voice that uh when it happened with my grandfather which was my step-grandfather went home immediately told my mother and my grandmother and they ignored me Mm. you know they just acted like you know whatever I've never forgotten that to the day. And when he died, I I would tell my mother, you need to stop talking to me about him. Mm -hmm. That man does not deserve to set his eyes upon me. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And uh, I chose to live my life the way I do, avoiding people like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel no remorse. I don't feel anything. I've removed myself from that emotion to this person that tried to take advantage of an innocent child. And that's how I saw myself. That's what I mean, that I always have seen myself outside of myself.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You and see that, yourself as like your inner child.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw it purely that I knew that was wrong.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we were at a stoplight and he grabbed me. It was New Year's. Wow. He grabbed me from the other side of the car, pulled me. Forced his mouth on me and tried to shove his tongue in my mouth and I kept my teeth grunted. Mm. So it was quite spectacular what he tried to do and then blow it off like it was nothing. So for me, it was never shattered my life to make me have issues. Is why I always say that I know that my purpose in life was to be here for whatever reasons, to be the catalyst to others but to find my peace and my happiness. Mm-hmm. And I've chosen the path that I have all willingly. Mm-hmm. I've never felt forced to do anything. I've never felt like I'm doing it because I'm trying to please somebody else. I may have done things to help others, but when I feel that I've done what I can, I pull back. Mm-hmm. And I, I learn to have that inner strength from uh, education, I believe education empowers you to have facts. It's the thing I really stress. Whether I was textbook trained or not, it's not someone's opinion. When it's pretty much factual, then you take from that what you will. Yeah. Right? You just learn from that.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, and so sometimes, not sometimes, it's always life is meant to be lived. Mm -hmm. And it's to understand that those that come in your life come there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're just passing You know, you you also learn not to be judgmental. You learn to be accepting. You learn that regardless what happens to you, it makes you stronger in the end. Mm -hmm. And that's how I viewed it. So I was with my girlfriend for 10 years. Did I love her? I don't know. Mm. I really don't. I know that I cared enough to be with her, to live a life, to have a lot of wonderful things, to do everything we ever wanted to do. Uh, I made her platinum in her credit because I owned the salon, you know. So she was spectacular. And um, then, you know, from there, I had another girlfriend for four years. And then my last girlfriend I had for four years. And then I finally decided, you know, each of them, I love them personally for who they were. And they were full-blown relationships. You know, there's a lot of people that again, use the entitlement, you know, I'm this, I'm that, and now this generation really focuses on titles, you know. <laughs> but for me, you know, it was just, I live that lifestyle. If you didn't accept it, then I didn't need you in my world. Mm-hmm. My family knew right away, I, I, you know, my dad, when are you going to grow up out of your little girlfriends? I was like, never, right? <laughs> my mother was like... <laughs> sacrilegious as get over it consuelo you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know how do you go from being super shy Mm -hmm. and bashful to like yeah don't fuck with me i relate to that i relate to that like you know you think this grin and this smile and you know what you want to call vulnerable or like oh you're so nice Mm -hmm. yeah bitch no i'm not He, you just rubbed me the wrong way, you're going to see. Mm-hmm. You're going to see. i have the puffer fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shock you. I'm going to come out, and it's going to be over because that's it. Three strikes, you're out. <laughs> you know? I mean, I just don't play. And so I've gotten stronger and more dominant the older I've become because I've learned that that internal light that I have inside me that keeps drawing me forward, never looking back.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I have no regrets. My life is my life. I've chosen it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm living it all the way to the end. You know. I, do you remember that commercial with that little pig in the car? <laughs> <Wee>! <laughs> yes. with it, it had that that whatever fan thing. Yeah. It's. I think it was a car insurance or something, yeah. Geico or something. <laughs> little pig. That's who I am. I just love living life. Mm-hmm. You know. It's, for me, spectacular and a gift to wake up every day and have the opportunity to start again. Mm -hmm. Nothing should be regretful. You know, if you don't like the path or the things that are happening, just, you know, figure it out. Mm -hmm. Be your own best friend. Mm -hmm. That's who I've been to myself. Has my life been glorious? Eh, No, not really. You know, there's been a lot of times where I've questioned it. What's my purpose? Why am I here? Mm
0: -hmm. That's crazy to me because you've you've served a lot of purpose for like people like me that have had the honor of knowing you and knowing you for such a long time. So and you I mean what you've done, you know, raising Ladora too. I think that that in itself mm-hmm. speaks for itself.
1: Mm-hmm. It it's the thing that I guess you get to, you know, my mom somehow was never happy in her life so you know she would attempt suicides and things of that my sister did three times and successfully uh by the blessings was revived the third attempt but you know to see their unhappiness i can't say that i ever thought of doing that but it does make you question like why are they so unhappy you know for me i looked at it they're unhappy because they're with people they don't want to be with Mm -hmm. that they had these expectations you know There's a lot of people that have these dominant personalities that they say they have no expectations, but they do. Mm -hmm. And so their gripe is to gripe to everybody else about their life. Mm -hmm. Never to the person. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, he or she did this and I just blah, blah, blah. And all they want to do is just continue the drama, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's okay to a certain point where you want to hear somebody out and, you know, maybe be that voice of reason for them. Just sort of listen to them and think, maybe you need an objective opinion. Maybe maybe it'll make you feel better to hear somebody else agree with you or say to you maybe you should look at it this way. Mm-hmm. To me, there's always two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. We're not all the victims, and because you become the victim, you've put yourself there. Yeah. That's just how I look at it, mm-hmm. plain and simple. I'm not saying that there aren't times where someone really solely is the victim because maybe they don't have the courage to pull out. Yeah, you know, There's a reason, and that's why I say I don't judge anybody's life or their path. I just, for me, want to see... If you fell overboard, it's not like I'd watch you sink.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I'd mm-hmm. throw a life raft, or I'd put my hand out. Or I might even jump in and try to pull you back up. Mm-hmm.
2: But, but there's a
1: certain extent that you can do that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. <laughs> yeah, when that person is. Back, back swimming away from you, and you're trying to help. It's a different
3: story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And it's like, and you can do that because I'm, I'm that type of person too. And it, it, I resonate with the fact that you were like, you know, you can love people, you may not like them, mm-hmm. but you, you have love and compassion for all. And that's something that I've learned through my spiritual journey is, is finding that unconditional love for every single individual, regardless of their beliefs or how they are and things like that. But it but, you know, you don't have to like them. But you can still wish
2: the best for them. Yeah, you don't have to wish yeah. hateful things on them no. just because they may think differently. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, know, we're not all perfect. I'm not a mm-hmm. saint. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to go bitch, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I saved your life, but God damn it. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to be like some people are like just, oh, wow. I spoke to a woman the other day that came in the studio and she is listening to me talk Ladore was doing her daughter's makeup for a prom and she says to me wow you you're um, you're incredible you know like it's wonderful that you're here with the studio but there's so much more for you I kind of stared at her cuz Sort of didn't really hear everything she said and later <laughs> looked, you because I kind of zone out. I I say what I say. It's almost like a little throw up conversation <laughs> because I see they're uncomfortable or they look weird or strange. So I'll walk over and be like la, la, la. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be my thing. Bla, la, la. <laughs> and uh then I'll shut up and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kinda like I've given you a dose of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very dust. I love it. You know, and then I walk away and I really don't care. You know, whatever. Bye. No. Nice seeing you. But it is the truth that there are things that happened to you. You know, there were things that happened to me with my last girlfriend that were could have been traumatizing, but they weren't. Um. You know, a lot of situations where you've lost it all. I've had things completely. My first girlfriend wiped my ass out. We we had a house, a home. She took everything.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember the story.
1: (laughs) She took everything. And she took my fucking brand new Jeep I had just paid for. She took everything. And when I went to the police station, they looked at me and went, this is domestic. You're going to have to get a lawyer and fight for this, set." And I was like, bitch, no, I'm not. Wow. I went back. I looked her in the face. I said, "Good luck. I hope you enjoy everything." I walked out. That was it. Wow. You know, I don't care. Materialistic. You can have. That's why I'm not focused on money. Yeah. You know, wow. money is just paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and if it identifies you, that's fantastic. But, you know, it's like people keeping up with the Joneses and, like, the cliche word, the grass is greener on the other side, never appreciating the value of what you have.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, you said it to me on the way over here, Jenny, The it's so much more valuable, your worth and self-worth, than it is materialistic or volumes of money or experiences, whatever it is. And that's why I say sometimes being older... I don't think about it i don't think about the timeline of being older what i think about is the journey that i had but do i remember it clearly no not really mm. i was mentioning to jenny there's a lot of people that are coming back into my life uh that i knew 40 years ago because wow. i'm 64 what's that mean i don't know mm-hmm. it's like fuck, bitch you look good <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like people are like oh wow Mm -hmm. I never think I'm not looking for praise. I'm looking for like, you know, that's awesome. I want to be that. Yeah. I want to know that my life is not over at any age, at any situation that I can always, you know, pick myself back up and start over again. It doesn't matter what it is. And, And so relationships are a difficult thing. They just are. So being in New York City, that's where LaDora was born. I packed all my bags and I moved to New York in 1990. I knew nothing about New York. I just knew that I needed to leave California. I needed to leave what was comfortable. It wasn't that I said, okay, that's it. I closed the boat to being gay. It's just that everybody around me, I just felt was stagnant. They just were content. That's the word I was looking for earlier. They're content. They're They're satisfied with their life. And I'm not saying it's not good to be satisfied or settled into something, but you know, you get up every day. How can you not want more? Mm
2: -hmm. I think you you can be both. Yeah. You you can be happy and still want more. Yeah. I think so.
1: Yeah. So I lived in New York. Uh, I lived three years in New York with my last girlfriend and then, you know, we ended it and I stayed. I ventured into what would be quote unquote, the straight world. because i was fascinated i was like what the fuck is this what is shit?" This? <laughs> let me walk into a dive bar <laughs> let me order a mug beer what is that i hate beer but i was like let me have okay let me see what this is like you know men hmm you know And I really was, because the whole time I was with my girlfriends, you know, we were whatever, like I started to say earlier, the cliche of lipstick bands. Mm -hmm. you know, I like my women to look beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't mean you have to be perfect. I just like to see you take care of yourself. But I also, I'm very drawn to androgynous. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. I have a type. (laughs) (laughs) And Jenny, you're my type. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) For me, it is that. I don't like women to look, try to be a man. Why in the hell would you want to be a man? Why are you trying to act like a man? Mm -hmm. You're a woman. Unless you change that dynamic, Mm -hmm. you're a woman. So, you know, if you want to not wear makeup, you want to wear men's clothes, you want to do whatever, then do it. If you want to dress up or you want to do this, that, the other, do it. I think all along with everything that I've been saying, just do you, be you. Don't try to be something you're not. Don't, don't say that you have to look away in order to be identifiable. Yeah. That's mostly who I am, what I try to address. You know, you don't dress like a lesbian.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I dress like me,
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: you know? I like to wear combat boots. Mm-hmm. I also like to wear flip-flops, mm-hmm. you know? I like to wear men's clothes. Everything I have on, well, no, the pants, the top. Yeah, it's men's clothes. Mm -hmm. It's because of my body type, too. Mm -hmm. It's what fit me. Mm -hmm. I went through my era of the Hoochie Mama dresses and, you know, all that stuff. But I've always been voluptuous. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing that when I was 10 years old, I already had a booty and boobs, Mm -hmm. which I think was the attraction to the things that happened to me. It wasn't that I dressed. My mom made my clothes, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> the little lime dress with the pink bow and the lace around the neck yeah i was holly Hobby becky okay <laughs> until it was breaking out and going no i want those levi pants over there right so it isn't a matter of dressing and looking the part Yeah, you know, like you're in the, jenny and i are both in the fashion and beauty industry i think you're in it as well you know, I'm drawn to a certain look in somebody, but I'm also drawn into making something more than what it thinks it can be. Mm-hmm. That's what's fascinating to me. So when I decided, okay, let me give men a try, I still was trying to date women, but I was in Manhattan, New York, so I was out of my comfort zone in dating and finding women. And I remembered this the other day when I was thinking about well, what would I talk about. Uh I went out several times looking up lesbian bars and gay clubs and sex dungeons, and I went by myself. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I was like, you know, I'm in Manhattan, I'm here, I need to see, this is what you wanted, Becky. (laughs) You know, see, I've always believed in coming out of my inner self and taking my hand and guiding myself. Mm -hmm. That's who I've always been. I went through a massive nervous breakdown at 30. I lost my ability almost to speak because I had TMJ and I just talked like this all the time and never moved my jaws. Mm -hmm. That was the frustration I was going through with my family, you know, uh, the girlfriends and I was like, you know, you guys are killing me little by little unwillingly.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm internalizing everything. Mm -hmm. I cannot pull myself out unless I remove myself. That's why I moved to New York. Because I thought to myself, you want to kill yourself, kill yourself. Mm -hmm. You are unhappy in your life. You don't want to make it better for yourself. I I can't save you. Mm -hmm. You know, I need uh, the girlfriends. You don't want to be more than what you are. I kind of feel sorry for you. Mm -hmm. Because you have the whole life ahead of you. Whether you walk out the door and drop dead, that's whatever you went out fleeing soaring you know you you went to the end you know there's a lot of people that all they talk about is well i'm gonna die soon i'm gonna this that the other you know and it's mm-hmm. like why are you predicting something you have no control over
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know mm-hmm. or i wish i could one of the biggest pet fees i always you know would hear when i was younger was i wish i could have done that
3: mm-hmm. i wish
1: i could do that mm-hmm. it's like i don't understand why you haven't yeah why why you wish? Yeah. It's nice to wish. Like, I wish you a happy birthday. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog jetty when people say, that's so cute. <laughs> you know? People walk in my studio, they're it's so cute in here. <laughs> Fucking bitch, a dog's cute, you know? <laughs> I mean, it just blows my mind. It's like, cute. You know? <laughs> I, I can't, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I dated men, you know, and you know, I had this philosophy. I looked at it like an oven. You have your front burners and your back burners. That's how I dated men.
3: <laughs> I can't.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. I, love well, it. I was like, you know, the ones that are back burners are the ones that, when the other two in the front <laughs> fail, will go for them. <laughs> And the women, you know, I don't know. They just couldn't seem to fit into that gay lifestyle in New York. I just don't know what it was. It just didn't happen. And I guess now I realize that it was because Ladora needed to come into the world.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I'm devoted. If I pledge my love for you, I say that I love you, that's forever. Mm-hmm. You know? I I I don't play games. Mm-hmm. If anything, I'm too honest and too truthful. I'm the kind of person that you know I, I'm not going to pretend I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same way as I can't lie. I'm the worst liar in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Sad
2: energy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we need to get into zodiac <laughs> at some point too. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I it, I just won't say anything. Mm-hmm. That's why you know people are like, oh my god, you're so you know you don't talk a lot, do you? I'm like, not to you. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, you I got problems. You're- yeah, if you
0: if you don't talk to someone, it's because you don't like them. Yeah, Yeah. Same.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. And, but you know, I may not like you at first, but then after I hear you a while, I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're not that bad. I'm very, it's it's see, I'm very hypocritical. That's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see it all the time. You'll hear me say one thing and then <laughs> I blow it right out like. So did I say that? Oh. you know it's it's but it's because you know i it's not so much that i live in the moment Mm -hmm. to me i'm in awe over life i'm in awe in the fact that i've been blessed and given this opportunity to live this journey i do believe that i've been here before i believe that i've had many lives Mm -hmm. uh there's a book that changed my life when i had my nervous breakdown i bought 30 copies of it, and I signed it and gave it to everybody that meant something to me. It was a book that came to me, I don't know how, but uh, it's by Dr. Weiss Weiss and its uh, Many Lives and Many Masters. Wow. And I read that book, and then to me, I had the answers. It made me understand about... The spiritual journey, but not even so much that. The entities that we exist uh, as human beings and the fallible and the unrecognizable and the path that some people have when they become ill or sick,
3: mm-hmm.
1: that you know they haven't let go of past lives. Uh, it was quite spectacular. It was very easy reading. You pick it up, you'd probably finish it within a couple of days. But it just made me – real. it solidified the fact that, okay – That's what it is. Mm -hmm. There is no answer. Mm -hmm. So whatever you've been blessed with and given in this lifetime, whether you come back as a bug, (laughs) like Lador, mom, swat it. No. (laughs) i pick it up with the tissue, carry it outside, drop it on a leaf. You know, she's like, Jesus, mom, just kill it. I said, Lador, that could be you.
3: (laughs) I
1: love that right no i'm please. not telling you if it ain't crawling on me yeah,
3: that's <laughs> a different so,
1: story yeah i'm a hypocrite <laughs> i mean well but you know just yeah. like jenny said it's the mood it depends on how i wake up yeah you know when <laughs> i have my coffee it's over yeah right <laughs> that's the new yorker in me i used to drink tea the whole time i was here in california when moved to new york i started to get into oh you stop at the little. Stand mm-hmm. on your way to work, you get a bagel and mm-hmm. you get coffee. Oh, bagel. Mm-hmm. Right? So I did all of that and then uh, I met him. <laughs> but met him, I was into Anne Rice and I was into Ooh. Lestat. Okay. <laughs> okay. When I met him, that was my Lestat. I was like, God damn, that fucker's hot. <laughs> I'm like, damn, hello. (laughs) Meanwhile, the dyke, the lesbian, Mm -hmm. the gay, was sitting in the dive bar with combat boots, (laughs) black jeans, a black leather vest with a bra. (laughs) I love it. I saw that and I went, oh. Meanwhile, I was sitting at a table with five guys drinking beer. I just don't change, you know? <laughs> like, I know you, know, you know, when you have that, that you can captivate and seduce people? Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But I have no intention to really do anything. It's just the flirtatious, like I say now, I don't drink. I used to be able to drink people under the table, but I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you give me a glass of wine, I have a glass of wine, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> You know, when he wakes to move, I'm like, get away from me, unless I like you. Not really. <laughs> anyway. At the end of the day, I saw him, and it was like one of those things that, wow, mm-hmm. I need to know him. So, stumbled up, went to order a glass of water, talked to him, and he spoke heavy, thick Romanian accent. Couldn't understand a thing he said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I, of course, was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What? You know? Long story short, he became everything. Mm -hmm. It's like the identity of, like, a man that I would consider, a man that I could see maybe myself with, uh, cook, could cook anything and everything, open a refrigerator and just be like, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't cook. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a cooker, Mm -hmm. right? Didn't learn a lot about his life, and um, I would say to anybody, sometimes it is best to learn about people's lives. But, you know, I was also an awakening in my life that I was really journeying into another level of my life so you know for me just even to be comfortable with a man was a big thing because i don't like men you know i'll say this I'll, bts that's a whole different thing excuse me i gotta give my bts babies <laughs> i was going ask out. you how it went <laughs> yeah oh, forget about it i can't talk right now <laughs> jenny oh, of course you like them. they look like lesbians yes <laughs> <laughs> literally read my mind yeah <laughs> oh they're so fucking hot (laughs) but you see i have a visual attraction Mm -hmm. for me it's like Mm -hmm. but the act of sex is a whole different thing Mm -hmm. does nothing for me Mm -hmm. you know i'm man and i'm a woman you know so for me it's like yeah you don't (laughs) yeah big deal I got a bigger one. (laughs) I got more with it, right? I don't. For me, it's 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 a physical. I love people when they are full fledged into working hard for who they become in life. Mm -hmm. I'm so attracted to that. That for me is like it excites me. Mm which is why when I got into them, because I'm the one that got into them, Ladore was like, who?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got into them, and I read about them. I'm also that type of person that researches everything. you know. So for me, it was like, wow, I really like their journey. I like who they become. I like what they stand for. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? So back to the story. I eventually stayed with him as far as thinking to myself, Let's see if this could be a relationship. I ha- hadn't really had a relationship after the three ex-wives and and you know dating and things like that. Um, but he's eleven years younger than me. I don't like people my age. Why? Because they're boxed and closed off. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's not some awesome people out there. They are. I haven't met them. And sometimes when they are, you know, they're a little too awesome. Like they're swingers or they're <laughs> these, you know. <laughs> Which, you know, we go as a group. We're going white. <laughs> we're all wearing white, and we're going on a cruise. <laughs> uh, great. Good nice. luck. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> you know, I just don't, the raisin and the sugar bowl, I can't, you know? I, I don't know what it is about me, but it's just not interesting, right? So moved in with him, which was a big deal. I lived with him very, maybe just a couple months. He went on vacation because for me it was like, you do you. Mm-hmm. And he had an affair with somebody. And he came back and then, you know, his friends all kept saying he had a really good time. Well, you know, these little flags are going up telling you he had a really good time, right? Long story short, I packed everything and I left. And I got myself a studio uh, in Manhattan. And I lived my life once again. I started dating. I started doing things. Um, he followed me everywhere. And I just, people would be like, oh, who's that guy? And a guy, like, oh, I don't know. Like, he looks like he knows you. I don't know him. <laughs> right? So I played that for about a year. And then one day I just thought to myself, well, I've kind of dabbled in everything and I think I need to give him another opportunity. So I did. And that was the day I got pregnant at Ladora. Oh. So I never say never in life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hypocrite, remember. (laughs) I never say never. And like I said, bringing you up to speed, I think I said it already. I just, it was magical to me as far as like, given the opportunity to have a child, I'm not a mommy in that sense. Mm -hmm. So I really thought the karma gods were screwing with me. I didn't think I'd ever see her grow into an adult, especially to the person that she is today. Mm -hmm. But it's the greatest thing I've ever done in life. It's the greatest thing I've ever done in life. And I've had a lot of accolades, a lot of accomplishments. I don't talk about everything because I don't think it's important, mm-hmm. but I've had a lot of success. I didn't chose fame or success because it's not my thing. I don't like that responsibility. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm no better than the next person. We all meet where we need to meet, and, you know, we should be proud of our peers. We should be proud of others. You know, we don't need to be above or greater than. Mm -hmm. That's just so unrealistic. Because you know what? When you're not that anymore, who are you? Mm -hmm. And who's there for you?
0: What is left, yeah.
1: Yeah, what's left for you, Mm -hmm. you know? You treated everybody bad and poorly because, you know, you thought you were all that, and now you're nothing again, which means you're back down to what level you thought you'd never be. Mm -hmm. And... You know, like Jenny and I, you know, I said, you know, those type of people, sometimes they do sell their soul. And when they sell their soul, you know, they're just a shell Mm -hmm. of existence. And it's sad because, you know, really, I don't know. Is there more life? You know, does the universe, are there aliens? I believe there's aliens. Come on, Mm -hmm. the pyramids. Mm -hmm. You know, there's aliens. Mm -hmm. You could be an alien, Mm -hmm. right? We are. (laughs) Yeah. You don't know, you know. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, wow. Are those contacts? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the thing, though, is that I don't think about how long I've been with LaDora's father. And I say that because I never married him. Uh, did I love him? I think I loved him. I still live with him. Mm -hmm. Because it's sad when someone gets a point in their life where you finally really find out what their faults are, who they are. He's a Leo. Mm -hmm. He reminds me of the Cowardly Lion in The Wizard of Oz. He's all, (laughs) (laughs) and then he's just a powder puff, right? But I am the kind of person that if you don't challenge me, At least I was when it came to him. If you don't challenge me and I think you're a pushover, I have to have no interest in you. Mm -hmm. You have to dominate your presence. Mm -hmm. And then I'll equally stand right there, Mm -hmm. you know, be like, yeah. Do you think because you're a man? (laughs) Yeah. I got news for you. (laughs) But I don't want to take over either. I'm not going to make life that easy. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to do your part, too. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, I did not realize that he was an alcoholic or a third-generation alcoholic, which is historical because the country he was raised in was communist. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole nother that's a whole nother tale. But I made a promise to myself that if I brought LaDora into the world and I became her parent and her father was wanting to participate, that I would equally sacrifice my personal agenda to give her that platform to understand what it is to have a mom and dad Mm -hmm. and it worked Mm -hmm. that's all i need to say it worked but i also put myself on the back burner in a timeline that when she graduated from high school i knew my life had to continue she decided to go to cosmetology school this that that and the other and i put myself in the back burner again and i said you know it's about timing it's about saying to yourself that your time is not over but it's not you're not ready yet Mm -hmm. so now she just turned 24 and little by little in the last couple of years uh i had health issues what i was surprised at and then mental depression because i lost my brother and he was my best friend Mm -hmm all those took me down a path that I'd never journeyed. So I believed that I needed to go through that, but I've blossomed again and I've come back. So being in the situation that I am in is by choice, but I'm ready to end it and I'm ready to have a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go back and say that this is where I was the happiest And this is what I need again in my life. I want a partner. I want somebody that I can enjoy my life with. That I once had before, but I'm a different person now. You know, it's not that I did my time, but for a long time, that's how I looked at it. I'm doing my time because Ladora is more important than I am. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not her father's fault that he's who he is. I have a lot of sympathy for him. And I care a lot, but I don't care enough to give my life up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I only put it on hold. And I did not have, like, you know, some people, they already shut the door to the opportunity in their lives because what they do is they say um, it's somebody's fault, you know, or the expectation, like I said early on. The expectation wasn't that I expected him to be everything but I did expect him to be a partner. Mm-hmm. And it failed because, you know, people don't look at alcoholism as a disease, and it is.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it is, mm-hmm. and when it's generational, it's even more devastating. And then third generation, it's even more devastating. But the more you learn about culture, and this is why I love the globalness of the world, is that you realize it's a way of life for these people. That's the way they're raised. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon when you see 10-year-olds drinking or smoking and, you know, all this stuff. That's what they know. Mm -hmm. So you can't expect an adult to change. And I've never expected anybody to change. I don't force you to change. You know, if I'm in a relationship with you or a friendship with you, you could tell me whatever you want. And then, you know, the next day say, well, you know, everything I said, I don't think I really believe that. You know, that's fine. whatever that's good you know just be you whatever it is don't too many people procrastinate and they worry about what they say Mm -hmm. they think because they've said these words that they're they're like tied to them now Mm -hmm. you know it defines who they are because you know i can't change my mind now because you know i've already went and said all this Mm -hmm. It's, it's not true you know The only person you have to be honest with yourself and truthful is you.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Like I said, be your own best advocate, your own best friend. You know, in the end, you're the one that wakes up. You're the one that gets up, has your coffee, takes your shower, gets yourself ready. I have always felt like I'm outside of my body. (laughs) I do. I just do. Mm -hmm. You know? You get up, you do what you need to do. And, you know, I don't think much about anything except for happiness. I just want happiness. I want to be in love. Mm -hmm. I want to have a partner. I want to be able to enjoy their life with my life. And I want to be able to just unfold the unknown, you know, and and I'm ready now. You know, before I wasn't because I felt so guilty for him. Mm -hmm. I felt bad. You know, so much of me was like, "Ladora loves her father," you know. But yet, there's a lot of people. It doesn't matter. They get a divorce, and it's like, you know, whatever. I can't stand yeah. him, and they go right into another relationship or whatever. You know, I'm, you know, like, Ledora, I'm a golden retriever. Ladora <laughs> says this about herself all the time, and I look at her like, I don't. know, Somehow, I could see her flopping around. <laughs> you know? She's like, you know, "I know, Mom. I was only child, you know." And so when someone says, "Hey, you want to go here?" She's like. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) she mentioned that. She's been saying that a lot lately, and I just look at her like, okay, um, she's a golden retriever. Okay, I don't know what I am. (laughs) I don't know what I am, but you know, I think it's interesting. I think, like I said, the the story of gayness or lesbian or you know, how I came out, I thought was. Something to value to say it from an older sp- perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, the fitting in and the judgment, you know, those people, whether they accept you as being lesbian, being gay, or being straight, or non-binary, or, you know, whatever you identify yourself as, it, even just the word heterosexual is scary, because, you know, mm-hmm. they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> right you know you meet men and women and you're just like what's going on here? <laughs> right yeah you know they're just you know it's the human mind yeah whatever your packaging is and whatever you are it's it's that person that you know i don't know are they being authentic or are they saying what you think you need to hear or what's the story with them It, it it's It's what it is to be human and to be alive.
2: I like that because I I think as our generation and younger than us, we have so much much, um, weight on these terms. Mm -hmm. And I think the terms are good because it's a way to describe in a way you may not have language for. But also we behold to them so much that it also doesn't allow anybody to grow. And I think even when we were at the Renaissance Fair... We were talking about having you come on. And I was like, I even said, I was like, well, how does Lebec identify then? Like, and Jenny had mentioned, like, I think they just, they're, she's just her. And I was like, (laughs) all right, I'm down with that. Like, that's fine with Mm -hmm. me. I don't need, I don't need a term. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just think it's nice to have that reminder that we don't have to put ourselves in these boxes all the time. It can just be, you can just be. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's great seeing it in someone of your generation uh, of being so ahead of your time. And you've been so ahead of your time, like from the beginning, (laughs) just like in the way you think. I feel like this is how people are thinking, starting to think now.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And back, you know, back in the day, I feel like people were so obsessed with boxes and putting everybody in a box of gender or sexuality. And I think we've, we're coming forward in a place where that's kind of nonsense anymore yes there are these terms that help us understand but we we can change our minds Mm -hmm. we can evolve because we never stop evolving Mm -hmm. as long as we're alive we never stop evolving yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah.
1: exactly Yeah. yeah i think it's beautiful to hear both of you say that you know because that was the one thing when i first started listening like i told jenny you know i trained her 11 years ago longer than that probably now but i don't look at time I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, for God's sake, I was 46 twice one year, one time, you know, because <laughs> I don't pay attention. You know, it's like, how old am I? You know, and then yeah. the door, oh, mom, you know, <laughs> and I just laugh because I really do not care. Mm-hmm. And I tell people only because I want them to be aware mm-hmm. that there's no time limit in your life. Yeah. And, you know, Jenny said a beautiful thing that I wanted to hear was, does age matter? It doesn't. Because I'll tell you something straight up. I've been on Tinder I don't know how many times I've gone on Tinder, because I'm looking. <laughs> I've gone on there so many times, and then I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you know, do you really have to pay to get, like, it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you to pay to get maybe somebody more in your range of what you're looking for? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it's not that I don't have uh, women friends that are closer to my age or... Um, lesbians if you will but they're nothing like my type you know I've always been drawn to younger people I don't know why I think it's because their mind is more open Mm -hmm. they tend to be more willing to try the unknown Mm -hmm. opposed to and I guess that also too for me is a lot of generational you have a lot of generations that if you don't have someone bold like yourself Jenny or you know like yourself um Kelsey, that start to break tradition or break what is, quote unquote, the norm, Mm -hmm. someone has to do it. Mm
3: -hmm. Because
1: otherwise, it's just a a continuous circle that just keeps existing in this world that just is repetitively repeated. And there's no hope for someone that may think differently, doesn't necessarily have to be gay, it could Mm -hmm. just be Asians, for instance, always have to go in the medical field, at least in most of them I've been around. That's the way they speak, mm-hmm. you know, oh, while well, I'm becoming a doctor, or I'm becoming this or that because, you know, whatever everybody in our family is that or nurses or whatever the story and um, a lot of Hispanics sometimes, you know, uh, they all live together and, you know, all the responsibilities and, and the guilt that's put on you to take care of, you know, the elderly or whatever the story again is. I'm acceptant to a lot of that, but I've also run away from that responsibility because the one responsibility you have in your life is you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't put yourself first, nobody else will. Mm-hmm. And if you don't set the pace for people to understand that you do value yourself, you do love yourself, you do care about yourself, that's the example for them as well because they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. They're used to being committed. They're used to having, do you know? That's why a lot of times what I view sometimes when people have a lot of children. They just expect the older ones to take care of the younger ones. Mm -hmm. And it's just a given, Mm -hmm. right? And someone down the line feels like they missed something out of their life, whether their parent or, you know, material things, whatever it is, because that's all they've known. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I, I just live in the existence that I do. So, you know, what I see now and I've seen for a while, it's probably been maybe 10 years that I've keep looking with that you know seriously in my time and not to go back to being older but you know there was a lot of things for lesbians or gay women LA was filled with cl- clubs mm-hmm. and bars and places to go and events to participate so you would meet other women alike and and it was easier to find relationships or uh friendships mm-hmm doesn't exist anymore Mm -hmm. i was really really disappointed when i moved back from new york Mm -hmm. which was a long time ago now but you know i've always had that window of like you know lebec your time's gonna come so you know you might as well explore and look and see what's out there Mm -hmm. and now it's just it for me it's kind of close to impossible where is everybody Mm -hmm. we went to gay pride last year i think it was Mm -hmm. i don't know I think it was. Uh, And, again, back in the day, there was a lot of the festival, you know, a lot of the bars. All these bars have all closed. All the women's bars have closed. Um, There was Dinah Shore, which was a big deal. Everybody go rent a house, and you hang out with all the girls, and you party all the time, right? And the Ren Fair, Mm -hmm. that was a given, (laughs) i was that a
0: lesbian play i
2: was a lesbian
1: (laughs) what yes bitch did you know
0: that no (laughs) we just went on saturday i I know
2: you did i started going when i was 13 with my parents and like that's it i think i was look what you
1: missed (laughs) i'm kidding i'm just teasing no (laughs) I had my girlfriends and all of us, we'd go to the rent wow. fair every single year, like clockwork.
0: Wow, let's we, bring that
1: back. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, I loved it, you know? So, I mean, there were a lot of things, you know, you rent a house, you know, Big Bear or the desert, or, you know, you did things together, barbecues, you know? So you never were out of your community in a sense, uh, not that it was a comfort zone, but it's not. You know, I'm very respectful to people as far as like I'm not going to assume you're gay. Mm-hmm. And do we all have a gaydar? I don't know, but I watch people. And I'm like, bitch is a fucking lesbian, you know. <laughs> I mean, but I, I'm not going to say, you play in my field. <laughs> (laughs) you know
2: it's the same you want them to tell you
1: yeah assume Mm -hmm. yeah and it's hard because you know there's a lot of people that are so conservative in a way and they're gay and they're conservative Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like they're kind of afraid to say like it's a big taboo Mm -hmm. for me it's like really Mm -hmm. okay cool i'll never forget this one friend i have i love her to death and she's my type but she's all over the place and you know (laughs) she she's just crazy so but you know for me i met her through her daughter, who was the same age as LaDora. And they were in uh, elementary school. And she comes walking up to me, and I was like, oh, God, here's my type. You know, she (laughs) is just like, she's hot, she's cute, you know. And she strolls up, right, and she's LaDora's mom. Right. Meanwhile, she's very feminine looking. You know, she's got the suit on. She's got the bleached hair with, you know, it's a little spiky and, you know, blonde and blue eyes and, you know, five, nine gorgeous. Right. <laughs> of course, you know, I notice those. So things, I was like, right? committed to memory. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't remember things, only the things I want to remember. Anyway, I, I find enlightenment when people, certain people that come into my life, it's those moments that I'm resilient. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't want to know you. <laughs> You're Ladora's mom, right? I said, yeah, yeah. She goes, well, I'm so and so. I can't remember her name. And I said, oh, that's great. She goes, yeah. So they're best friends. I take it, and I go, well, I guess so, yeah. Since <laughs> so this is this is the after you drop them off and you're standing in the parking lot conversation. She goes, I just want to let you know that I'm gay. <laughs> this is me. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. Oh, that's interesting. I said, it's nice. I said, yes, I play in your field. <laughs> and she's like, oh, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I just say that because, you know, some people get the wrong idea. And, you know, I just don't want it to be a shock, like if we had, like, play dates mm-hmm. or whatever. I said, like, you're, you know, you're safe with me. It's cool. Right. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's exciting when you meet people that are independent and strong enough to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. Right. No fears, because, you know, we're talking, twenty four said, so, you know, elementary school. I think she was in third grade, mm-hmm. second grade, you know, so I love that. But I also don't, like I said, you know, like gay men, you don't have to be so gay just to be gay. You know, you can be who you are, because back in my day in Hollywood and stuff, I wasn't always in favor of a lot of gay men, because they were very... Dysfunctional gay men that, you know, I can remember words being said that I would just, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'd be walking with my girlfriends, we'd be going to brunch, and you'd have these gay men in cars and going, oh my God, it's pussy, right? (laughs) 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 You know, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You know, Mm -hmm. there's just so stigma types Mm -hmm. that. What I love about the world today is is you can be all that you can be, like you said, mm-hmm. just be. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about the titles, the significance of trying to prove by how you look or how you dress or are you doing the trendy thing. Or there was a time, I think it might have been 10 years ago or something, where it seemed like being gay was the thing to be. Mm-hmm. And almost every high schooler or teenager was like gay. Mm-hmm. Right. And I felt a little scared for them. Because I really thought to myself, that's scary that they think that that's something to be because it's maybe like being a rebel,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know. I'm I'm gonna be something that might uh, not be approved by my parents, so I really want to just kind of throw them off. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's a little dangerous to be because you know you still don't know what it is you really want to be, and you're you're trying to put this title on yourself that is a possibility you might go down the wrong path because you know any adventuresome is is scary mm-hmm. for anybody trying to find their way in life.
2: Absolutely. For a lot of times too, it's dangerous if you're, you know, I don't know if someone notices. That you're out and you're being yourself and you're gay and it it could be a dangerous situation. So a lot of times, if these kids are, I don't know, not not that they're pretending, but if they're saying it to be mm-hmm. part of the group, they don't understand the weight of that that comes with the yes. responsibility. Sometimes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, yeah, definitely,
0: yeah. Well, well I'm really grateful <laughs> that you came and told your story is very enlightening and it was great to hear your perspective and your experience. And, um, you took us on a ride (laughs) 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 and we really appreciate it. We would love to have you back one day. Um, and so, yeah, I guess we're going to wrap it up and we're going to do our social. So before we do that, I wanted to ask if, um, there's anything you want to, um, say, before we wrap up or if you wanted to promote anything that you have coming up project wise or with lebec makeup atelier and all of that this is the time to do it
1: the time to shine (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i just i really enjoy uh talking with both of you like i said i'm selective as (laughs) i've put it sometimes and people have been very offended by that comment but it's really not that i just don't have the energy and Mm -hmm. I love being able to share the story, but it's not about me. And it's not about just saying, I've done this, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's going to be my signature. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we all have a story, like I said, and it's fun. And as far as the studio and the business, I've never been in fear of telling people anything about myself. Um, but I think the business sometimes does suffer uh, maybe if you categorize it and whatever, but now that I have the empowerment of Lador, which means I was never solely afraid by myself. Mm-hmm. But I see the importance of her and her identity and who she wants to be, And I'm proud of her. And so, you know, when she looks at things, uh, and you know, I think we should be um, inclusive, and I think we should be this and that you know, all the power to you, because really, I've handed it over to her. Mm-hmm. So it's really her business. Mm-hmm. I'm just the protege. I'm the one that hangs around and mm-hmm. it's just like, looks good. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> but you know, uh, for me, it's it's exciting. So our doors are always open to anybody and everyone. You know, we don't, uh, like the Lador mentioned in her podcast was, we don't... Uh, prejudge anyone you know everybody's entitled to makeup or you know the interest of makeup whether they really want to learn it as a career the foundation is was established years ago when i started it was uh really having a platform to excel from yeah. and um you know ideally uh individualists you know we take on people uh by who they are and what they're capable of absorbing and learning from the experience not trend and not trying to throw uh this is how it's done. It's it's how do you perceive it, and you know, move on from there. And the outcome is fantastic. There's a lot of fantastic artists out there, and they're great humans too, as well. So, uh, and services, it's the same thing. So the studio is just a platform for us to do our daily job. And for me, I'm basically retired. So it's whenever I feel like working or I'm asked to work because Lodora's like, Mom, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> How much are you going to pay me today? <laughs> you know? And it's, it's fantastical. You know, having a daughter is not for everybody, having children is not for everybody. And I get that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I shared the story that I did today because, you know, truly, I'd never wanted kids. Mm hmm. I I don't like kids, you know, I mean, I like them, but I don't, you know, for me, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So uh, my career was my priority. But you know, as you will, you know, watch what you wish for, because people say that. And that's really the truth. Watch what you wish for, because it's going to happen. You know, so it's what you put out there you will receive mm-hmm. but don't be afraid of it when it happens yeah you know so thank you for having me i really enjoyed this experience yeah.
2: thank you thank, so much thank bud. you for coming
1: yeah. yeah and i'm a sagittarius oh
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you know your moon sign
1: no i don't because you know what it's very funny my oh. mother always said that i just fell down a seed in the in her belly button <laughs>
2: So, I have to ask Ladora. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know anything. We we kind of got my mother to nail whether I was born at night in the morning, oh, you know, okay. whatever the story is. I really don't know, and I don't put a lot of emphasis on it. But <laughs> yeah. I do know I am a full blown Sagittarius. <laughs> yes,
2: we love the fire. Is there?
1: Yeah, the fire. Yes. You
2: are surrounded by fire. <laughs> I am very much surrounded by. Uh, Bernie's also Sagittarius, so ah. fire. I love love me some. fire. When's his birthday? It's uh, December fifth.
1: Oh, I'm the seventh.
2: Oh,
3: okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. All right, love Brian, fire.
2: Yeah, I guess we'll do the social. Sure. Um, please follow us on Instagram. It's One Thing Queer, and my personal Instagram is SpecsRayX, and my personal Instagram is at Jenny Lynn Bouton and
0: Lebec. If you'd like to share your Instagram handle,
1: absolutely, Lebec Deweese. And then Lebec a Atelier.
0: Amazing. And I will link them in the show notes okay, for everybody. Uh,
2: well, after this comes out tomorrow, <laughs> we're having a live on Instagram. Oh, yes. It's at 7 p.m. It's uh, Wednesday the 11th, 7 p.m. P- Pacific Standard Time mm-hmm. on Instagram. So on join Instagram. us. Hang out. Bernie said yes, so he's going to do Zodiac stuff. And yes. It'll be fun. Come hang out with us. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess we'll see you all tomorrow. And again, thank you again, Lebec. Thank you, Lebec. <laughs> you all right bye. not bye. for real <laughs> bye, bye.
0: <laughs> graphics by bexuniverse.co music by Jacody.